Welcome to the Mayor Leadership Show. My name is Desi Maynard, former teacher, coach, and Division I athlete turned entrepreneur. We help small business leaders and their teams save time, make more money, and grow your business by equipping and empowering you to win in business and life. Each episode, we'll attack a small business challenge, equip you with the tools to overcome it, and empower you to execute so you can live a life of achievement and fulfillment. Thanks for spending some time with me and my co-host, Jeremy Klein. Now let the masterclass begin. Welcome, everybody, to the Mayor Leadership Show. This is our podcast that we're just starting, and our goal here is to help small business leaders and their teams you know, save their time, make more money, and uh, in the long run, uh, lead, leave a legacy uh, for their business and for their team as we go. Uh, I'm Desi, your host, uh, founder, owner of Mainer Leadership. This is my partner, Jeremy, here, and we're going to dive into all of that. Uh, overall structure uh, of this podcast is going to be the two of us most of the time. Uh, sometimes we'll have uh, people in uh, and do some interviews, do some spotlights um, on leadership. I guess go ahead and tell them a little bit about structure. Yeah, so ultimately, um, we want to be bringing in guests that uh, have paved the way, right? That are leaders in different industries and maybe sports to just ultimately talk about impact and influence. What ways, tools can we equip you guys with and empower you to go out and, as you mentioned, save time, make more money, grow your business, and ultimately leave a legacy? Yeah, I mean, the reason that we're starting this podcast is because what we find, you know, in our current clients is that, hey, somebody had a passion, so they started a business with it. Uh, and then before you know it, they were successful because of their passion, because they're a go-getter. Uh, and then they woke up one day and they were like a victim of their business. Uh, and they're working 12 hours a day and now they got a team of 12 and they didn't even know that leadership was going to be a thing. Uh, they just wanted to be a doctor or a PT um, or a plumber and everything in between. Uh, we're here to serve those people, uh, to help them you know, get that lifestyle they want and to make more money, to save more time, to grow the business that they want that leaves a legacy um, you know, so that they're not a victim of it, so that they can own it, so that they can live the life they want, so that they can you know, hang with their family, all of those types of things. Um, and that's kind of why we're starting it, to give you uh, that value, to give you those tips, those tricks, uh, and all those, those types of things, because that's what breaks our heart. That's what kind of pisses us off. Uh, that's what keeps me up at night, and I know Jeremy too. Um, so you guys are probably wondering, uh, when the heck is this information going to come out? Uh, this sounds valuable. When can I get it? Uh, it's going to be on all the podcast channels. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, it'll be there. We might be on Zoom sometimes if we've got a leader who's coming in from another state or something like that and can't come into the home studio. Uh, but just bear with us, and uh, we're going to try to offer you guys as much value as we can. Um, over-communication and over-deliver uh, are kind of one of our principles. Uh, so that's one of the things that you'll see here. So without further ado, I say we dive into that, and uh, let's dive into uh, a little bit of leadership. Yeah, let's, well, let's just tell them who we are. Like A lot of you guys don't know who we are, what we're about. Um, we're meeting you for the first time. So with that, Desi, um, you founded Maynard Leadership uh, a number of years ago, and a lot of that stood out to me. We um, met probably three years ago and have have been a part of this journey ever since, but let's let the viewers know, like, what's your story? Like, what got yeah. you involved into uh, starting this business? Yeah, so what's it take to be a leader? The Desi, Desi Maynard story. Yeah. Um, so I was a, a teacher and a coach um, my whole life leading up to this. 
Uh, I was a college football player, played Division One and Division Two. Um, you know, you know, all American, all that good stuff. Uh, when it comes to sports, basketball, football, baseball, powerlifting, kind of all American life. You know, great mom and dad together, bro, little brother, little sister. And I had been teaching for about ten years uh, and coaching a multitude of sports. Uh, and then uh, completely out of the blue, um, uh, my grandpa passed away. Uh, who was kind of the, you know, the larger than life mentor, role model to me, to my dad. The, he was the patriarch of the entire Maynard family. Uh, I mean, he this this guy, you know, you hear the saying, you know, teach a man to fish or give him a fishing pole. Uh, this is the guy that taught me to fish. You know, he taught me to hunt. Um, he taught me all of those life lessons. You know, he, he, he taught me about the Lord. He taught me about life principles, how to be a dad, uh, how to be a leader. Um, and so, and he was gone. That was like the first loss that I ever mm. actually, um, encountered, uh, had to go through. I mean, it, which is a, a, an awesome blessing that it took yeah. up until, so it was seven years ago now. So like I was in my, you know, late twenties before I ever really endured a big loss in my life. Okay. Um, which I think is a massive blessing. Uh, and wow, what did I learn from the loss? So just going through that grief, that was kind of the initial part of my reflection of life. What am I doing? Why? Um, 18 months later, um, out of the blue, my dad passed away. Uh, and, you know, I talk about my grandpa being larger than life. This guy was everything to me. Uh, I mean, he coached me in all the sports. Um, I mean, he was incredibly hard on me at times. Just like I tell a lot of my clients, you know, I'll love you 51% and challenge you 49%. Um, that, that's how, that's how, you know, John Martin Maynard and Roger Dean Maynard did it to me. Um, so when that happened, it spun me into massive grief, uh, second huge loss in my life. I mean, things I would never imagine. He was 55. Um, it was completely unexpected. Uh, that just put me into self-reflection, man, was the Lord moving in there. I think it, my calling became more and more clear. Uh, but people talk about calling all the time. This was like the opposite of that. This was, um, you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Mm. Like you're good at it and you love doing it, but that's not, that's not you anymore. The teaching. Um, yeah. Now the, in the schools. Um, and I, you know, I still loved all the people. Like I said, I was good at it, still passionate about it, but man, that was really strong, you know? And, and I think we encounter that with leaders all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all about the why, um, so I started reflecting and making some difficult decisions on that. And uh, I left teaching. I left teaching. And you're probably going to ask, so what were we going to do next? I had absolutely no clue, <laughs> right? Um, other than personal development and growth. For you. <laughs> for, yeah, for me. Because what I had found was I went 10 years without being a competitor. Like I coached sports and stuff and it worked out. But like I've been an uber competitor my entire life, hmm. um, which probably a lot of you are, if you listen to this podcast, that's what's going to be about winning in business and life and leadership. Um, but I hadn't really competed hardcore in like 10 years. Yeah. And wow, I was competing now for what I have no idea other than I had to feed my family. Cause it was a major risk when I left. And, you know, we talk about this all the time. Like you can, you can go like this, um, or you can, uh, just jump off a cliff. And I jumped off a cliff. Um, started personal development, started personal growth. And that led into a whole bunch of little mini failures of business uh, to one day sitting upstairs and going, Courtney, who's my wife? Uh, I don't know what the heck I'm supposed to be doing. 
she's like, well, and she sees things so clearly sometimes when I can't, um, why don't you do what you've always done? And I'm like, yeah, that's great. What is that? And she's like, help athletes. And I'm like, oh yeah, I mean, I'm pretty good at that. Um, and we started doing that, started helping the athletes with their mindset and their leadership. Before you knew it, I noticed that there's a whole lot of business leaders out there that were athletes or that think like an athlete. Mm. That led to that. And before you know it, you know, we're fully in, in, in uh, the main leadership world of corporate and small business and helping, you know, leaders and teams and businesses grow through leadership. And here we are today on the initial podcast trying to, you know, bring value to you guys. Nice. So that's a really long-winded answer to that one question. I like it. <laughs> I think that sums it up. <clears throat> so what... What made you focus, though, on the leadership aspect? You're a competitor. You want to win. There's a lot of different things that you can do in that. But seeing the development, seeing the growth, and working with businesses, high performers, and just leaders in general, like what about that to you was like, I want to develop and build leaders? Yeah, I think it comes all the way back to every coach and teacher and leader that I had in my life. Uh, I had a really good mixture of really good ones and really bad ones, really toxic ones. Um, But to me, it went back to the legacy of leadership in my own family, right? John Martin Maynard, my grandpa, Roger Dean Maynard, and now Desi Dean. Um, So for me, it was about legacy and it was about taking the things that they had taught me uh, from the good portion of that and then taking the things that I learned from all of the incredibly toxic leaders, uh, mixing the two up and saying, okay, what is this leadership thing? And really realizing once we started to dive into the small business world, um, how broken people are Mm. and how much poor leadership there is and employees are numbers and they're a bottom line and leaders are struggling and leaders are victim of the business. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's no different than anything I've ever encountered. Like from my, you know, grandpa and my dad working at General Motors and I've heard all those stories. So for me, it's like, We have to help people. I don't really care how much of a success or failure there are. We need to believe in them and we need to challenge them because that's what they did to me and that's what I'm going to do to everyone else because that's why I'm here. That's why I exist. Um, In that period of reflection and personal growth, like, you know, I I can't remember exactly who said it. It'll probably come to me the second we're done recording. But the two most important days in uh, in, in a person's life are the day they were born, the day they figure out why. Uh, that day was very clear for me, and I learned why, to believe in and challenge people. And I decided that we can make the biggest impact in that in the small business world because that's the backbone of America. Yeah. Well, and throughout your career, through sports, and through a lot of the companies that we've worked with, I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen quite a bit. Give us maybe some examples to set the stage for some compare and contrast. Like, What would you see the difference between a good leader – good leadership functioning versus bad leadership. Because based on authority, based on role, based on hierarchy, they're leaders. It's just how are they leading and what makes that difference for you? Yeah, like John Maxwell talks about like five levels of leadership. Right. You have a lot of positional leaders, right? Right. Um, That's going to be a poor leader is one who is only of position. Um, And we've seen lots of those. I mean, I had a football coach in college who was very authoritative, disciplinary, um, you know, standing in the, the, the top box, watching the video, not mingling with the players, uh, had that kind of person, uh, that didn't even know my name would address me as number 73. Um, and then I've had, 
you know, the teacher in my life, uh, who's still in my life today, who went the extra mile to connect with me, to get down to my level, uh, to challenge me with, you know, harder lessons, um, you know, and then just working with some of the, the clients that we've worked with, we've had, you know, incredibly high drive people who were all about results and they're like, oh yeah, there's these other people in my business, mm-hmm. um, that are people and maybe we need to pay some attention to them. Uh, so, you know, I think the difference between a good leader and a bad leader is, is really simple. And it's, do you care about the people who you're leading? I mean, I think Simon Sinek said it, says it better than anyone, like leadership is not about being in charge. Leadership is about who like we are serving. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think that's, that's what it's all about because it, I mean, how does it relate back to business? Like if you get, you say you got one shop and you want 10, like you're not going to get around to 10 shops yourself and run all of that. It's going to be bigger than you. So if you want to do anything special and you want to, you know, have a vision that's going to be bigger than you are, then you better have really good leaders which means you better be even better of a leader than those leaders so that you can teach, train, equip, and empower them. Yeah, you know, Simon Sinek also says that you're no longer responsible for the numbers. You're responsible for the people who's responsible for the numbers. So like what you're saying as far as the impact and how I'm serving, what I can do to build that. um, I think also since it does revolve around influence, Mm -hmm. John Maxwell, and it does revolve around impact, oftentimes it's a lack of training. We've found in a lot of companies, there's a vacuum. A leadership position opens up. Oh, yeah. Or we've built a new department and we need a leader. You were excellent in sales. You were Mm -hmm. excellent in marketing. Let's make you the manager, the director, the VP. Yeah. Yeah. And I've not equipped you. I've not given you the training or the skill set. Right. And all of a sudden, they're a leader of people who are doing the job that they were really good at. Yeah, uh, but that's not their job anymore. Their job is to lead the people that they're really good at, and I mean that's where companies break all the time is in the middle. Yeah, because I've honed my skill here and I did really well. Yep. Now I'm here and it's almost like I'm on an island. Mm-hmm. I'm expected to do these responsibilities and all yeah. of these tasks and goals, but man, I don't. I got to learn the skill set still. Yeah, and I mean, and I mean, nine out of ten small business owners, like you know. The one being, you know, myself or people that do leadership that actually went into business to help do people and, yeah. and change human behavior um, didn't go into business uh, to lead people. Right. You know what I mean? They went into business to serve people, but all of a sudden they figured out, oh, this is getting big. This is getting successful. I need more people to serve more people. Um, and that's where they're like, oh, that's hard. Right. You know, hey, I've got one or two of these people. We don't get along great. Yeah, I'm super high drive and they're, um, you know, more passive, uh, but they're super loyal. But I want to be high drive and and all of those conflicts that we run into all the time, you know, and the the, the dysfunctional teams and, and all those types of things. So, you know, but I think one of the big distinctions uh, between a good leader and a bad is one who is transparent and one who is willing to ask how to get better. Mm. I mean, I I think that is the number one trigger that we see and that I ask clients all the time is, well, have you asked them? And the answer is 99% of the time, no. Why do you you think that's lacking? Why do you think people are Um, not asking? Because I think leaders feel the need to know everything and that, uh, you know, it's positional leadership. I'm I'm the business owner, so I should know all of that. I think I think it was what Rockefeller was like. I'm not the smartest man, but I do hire him. 
right? And like, that's what leadership is, is equipping and empowering the people that you have to win. Cause that's going to help you win. That's going to help your mission win. And I, so I think that's the biggest, like be courageous enough to be like, Hey, you guys spend a lot of time with me. How can I get better? Yeah. And it really is that simple. So swallowing your pride, swallowing your ego. Oh yeah. And get rid of taking that. a step and saying, man, I don't, get rid of that. I don't know the answer, but let's find it. Yeah. Maybe I don't have the goods. I need some help. I yeah. know one of the things, you know, when, when you're, doing executive coaching, working with, as you've progressed, that's something that still to this day, after six months or a year, you're going to ask, like, how can I serve you better? How can I be huh. a better leader to you? Yeah. And that takes a lot. Yeah. I mean, we swallow our own medicine. I mean, I asked that question to three clients today. Hey, in the past 30 days, how have I done as your leadership coach? Hey, awesome. Thank you so much, Bobby, Susie. Um, hey, in the next 30 days, how can I be an even more effective leadership coach for you? Yeah. Sometimes those answers are not real great to hear. Right. You know, I mean, 90% of the time they're awesome or they give you a great idea or something like that. But I mean, we got to be willing to take our own medicine, right? What's uh, <laughs> on that? Let's let's dig a little deeper. What's something that somebody's given you and you've said, how can I be, serve you better, be a better leader that initially was like, oh, ouch, but okay. And then you took it. Yeah. And then utilize the feedback that they gave you. So I had a couple of really interesting ones today. One was, well, you said we were going to work out together and we haven't yet. This is a local client. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, and I'm like, hey, copy that. You're right. I did say that. And so I put that on the schedule. Um, I mean, anytime that I hear that I drop the ball on something, I, I get angry. <laughs> um, I think one of the interesting was one that we're like, we have a, a solid process, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, we're not going to just be bouncing around on new topics and things. Like once we right. get your growth area, we're going to stay there for a while until you get good at it, until your people say you're good at it. Um, so I had one say, well, I mean, sometimes maybe we could talk about some new things. And I'm like, yeah, thank you very much. I, you know, I, I don't disagree with you. We, we can start to train on some of the principles behind why we're doing what we're doing. But that one was like, yes. But yes. That, was, that was almost even a teaching moment as to this is why we're still doing it. Yeah, for sure. And, and going through for the sure. reps. Because we're not going to do this in, until, uh, you know, we get it right. We're going to do this, like Nick Saban said, until we don't get until it wrong. We, yeah, until we can't get it wrong. Like, we're just going to yeah. keep doing it until it becomes, like, breath work. Yeah, so, I mean, fortunately, I haven't had any massive truth bombs Okay. Um, that, that we've hit yet uh, for for our current clients. But, you know, I mean, I'm sure they're coming. But anytime, anytime something small happens where we drop the ball or, you know, the, the a system broke for a day or something like that, um, that, I mean, that always gets me. But, I mean, I'm a DC personality on the disc, so anything that is even remotely wrong – I'm going to take it pretty seriously. It. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. More to, more to come on that. Um, now, you've been in sports, played D1. Growing up, you played just about all the main sports. Yeah. Um, there's an ongoing debate uh, with regards to sports. I mean, there's. I'm never going to play basketball in the NBA. Let's face it, I'm 5'8", <laughs> right? It's just not going to happen. Yeah, this is actually, if you're watching, this is an illusion, <laughs> right? <laughs> but... There's an ongoing debate whether it is God-given talent uh -huh. or this is something that's developed and built. Now, when we look at the topic of leadership, um, yeah. where, where do you fall and what do you see on that? Is this something that I just, I'm born with this talent and I can lead? Is this something that it has to be developed? Maybe a mixture of both. So I always take this one as a trick question because I think it is both. 
Um, I think that there are leaders that are born, right? But those same leaders who are born natural leaders uh, can also be built. Hmm. Uh, and I think the complete opposite, someone who's not a leader at all, can absolutely be built. Um, I think there's two awesome books that are about sports. One's called both by Tim Grover. One's called Relentless, and the other one's called The Captain's Class, which is by Sam Walker, I believe. And it is basically that dichotomy right there. Um, you know, the captain's class talks all about, you know, the, the Tim Duncan type leader that's, uh, on the side with the arm around the shoulder versus the Michael Jordan. That's like, get out of the way. Hmm. Right. Or let's go. You're better than that. Um, so I, I think they can be built and they can be born. Um, but I think what we find is that more are built than are born. Um, and that seems to be everyone that we're encountering. Um, they might have some hints of it, you know, uh, but, I would say most, most are built because I mean, leadership, like there's not one perfect formula or framework for leadership because it all depends on the people you lead. Yeah. Those people, my team's different than Bobby's team. Right. And and everyone's team is going to be different. Yeah. There's universal principles certainly, but no it's not a cookie cutter thing where no. this is exactly how your organization. Cause you have be. all these different personalities doing all these different types of jobs and all these different types of industries, mm-hmm. right? Like there are principles. Yes. And there are frameworks, but there is no formula. Like that is a specific formula for each team. Yeah. You know? So I think that, I think that's a, a large distinction. Okay. Uh, but yeah, more built than born, more right. built than born. Let's talk about challenges. I mean, we've had, we've had a few. Right. I mean, there's certain mottos I heard on a, on a podcast recently, like you can't lose if you don't quit. Right. Having that type of attitude, yeah. <laughs> but working with businesses, working with clients that we've had, what would you say, maybe some themed challenges working with small businesses as well as high performers Yeah, in industries? Um, I think some of the main challenges that we face um, is going so fast and Mm. being successful um, that they now don't really know where they're going Um, or or they're, they're not aligned as far as like, where are we going? Why are we going there? And like, what are a handful of things that we should do along the way? Um, And then who should do those things? Uh, But I would say the number one challenge that we encounter is communication. Yeah. And in parallel with that human behavior, uh, cause it's extremely difficult to change, although it can be incredibly simple. People are messy. People are messy, right? I mean, yeah. one person and their storyline makes complete sense. Add one more and it's infinitely complex. Right. And I mean, that's as simple as I, you know, a $25 million company to a $500,000 company. The number one challenge we face every single time is communication. So that relates to everything, right? Communicating the vision. Oh, yeah. Communicating your culture, communicating your role, your department, communicating the sale in some aspects. Mm -hmm. If that's missed, assumed, presumed, you're... Yeah, because even we talk communication, it's like not all verbal. Yeah. Like it's written. It's like how we communicate the roles of people. How do we train someone? How do we invest? Like all of that is communication uh, and... Like people get it wrong every day, all day yeah. because it's infinitely complex. It's hard. Sure. Like, so you have to take the complex and make it simple. Yeah. You know, so over communicating is like one of our top principles, right? I mean, that's what we're hammering in yeah. all day, every day. 
Yeah, I heard a quote, the, the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it's taken place. Oh, yeah. Right? And that, given, we encounter that illusion every day. I've given like, you the info, so I've communicated it. Hmm. You're right. It's we're we're gonna spend a good amount of time in probably future episodes on disc oh, yeah. the disc method. Yes, we're big on uh, human behavior, social behavior, and one of the biggest tools that we've found to help out businesses is understanding how we communicate. Mm-hmm. And we look at it oftentimes like it's just I'm transferring info. Yeah, I sent him the email. I gave him a call. I told him this. But man, we joke about it, but my wife has said it. It's not what you said, but but how you said it. How you say it. Right? It's so true Mm -hmm. that sometimes, because body language, your tone speaks more than your actual words. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you communicate something and you should be getting a head nod and a smile. And instead, they're giving you kind of the frowny face. Yeah. You know, you want to stop them and say, hey, what what did you hear me say Uh just now? I want to clarify the communication and not just transfer the info, mm-hmm. thinking that it's like a, hey, Siri, or hey, Alexa. It's not. And so mixing that dynamic with what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. You got stuck in traffic. You had a fight with your wife. Yeah. Now you're in this meeting, and I'm reading you wrong. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, one of the... I call it a myth to call it a, a bad habit or whatever um, is the inability to adapt hmm. because whenever you're like, we're having trouble with communication. Well, usually it's because one, you don't know yourself and understand yourself. And then two, you probably don't care enough about the people who you're leading uh, to want to adapt to their needs. Hmm. Right. And there's, I mean, that's like one of our pillars of leadership is adaptability yeah. to who you're leading, right? Like you have to be aware of who you're leading and then uh, be willing to and know how to adapt to them. You know, and every team's different. Every person on a team is also different. So it gets pretty difficult. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So communication, that's a big one. And it encompasses a lot of other uh, sub topics oh or gosh. angles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, mean, leadership teams being too big. We run it all the time. Like, hey, there's 19 people at this table. There should probably only be four. Yeah. I mean, we run it Because everyone has a different opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. like, they promised a seat at the table uh, when that's like the table's pretty crowded already. I mean, so we run into those challenges. I mean, revenue challenges. Uh, we run into those all the time. How can we get our sales up? Um, but most importantly, I would say the top one that we tend to run into with our business owners is like, this is getting crazy and it's not what I imagined. Like how, how do I fix that? Yeah. Right. Well, our solution is leadership. You fix that with leadership. Right on. Right. And there's, you know, a lot behind that, but that's, that is the solution. So based on that, what are, what would you say are some of the things that we've done at Maynard leadership Mm -hmm. to not only shine the light on those challenges and bring awareness, but to, to train, equip and empower these leaders to solve these problems and make progress. Yeah. I mean, the number one is figuring out what's actually going on. Um, and the way that we do that is through interviews, surveys, uh, we call them behavioral interviews and and that's just going in there, asking a series of questions, you know, uh, filling out the forms, uh, all those types of things so that we can uncover the blind spots. Um, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. Uh, but like we have to spend time with your people, 
uh, in order mm-hmm. to truly figure out, uh, you know, what your goal should be, what your action plan should be, how we can help you best uh, in all those arenas. So that, I mean, that's another sort of step one, right? And we call, I mean, we call that our deep dive report, uh, which, you know, goes, does exactly that. It's a deep dive into your operation, uh, into whatever area you're struggling in most, right? Which, you know, most times it's leadership of some sort, whether that be with the team, you know, individual leadership or sales leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, but finding that out and then delivering that truth, um, that is one of the most rewarding pieces for me Yeah, <laughs> is when we deliver that truth um, because it, it speaks light. It speaks light to it. You're uncovering blind spots that we might not have known about. Mm-hmm. And you're shining bright spots like both equally sometimes are unknown to the leader. Absolutely. And it's not the leader's opinion on how they think things are. No. We're walking through each individual in leadership, whether it's C-suite, down uh-huh. to manager, even down to employee, yep. to say, how are things? Yeah. And I mean, you know, we have a certain set of questions that we ask that I'm sure we'll dive into at any time because they are valuable and we want you to have them. Uh, but uh, yeah, we have to figure out what's going on. Uh, we have to figure out the strengths and weaknesses. Uh, we have to figure out the blind spots. Uh, and then it, mostly what we're doing is, you know, is it organizational leadership? You know, is it a leadership team? Uh, is it uh, overall organizational structure? Um, is it the team cohesiveness or the unity of the team? Is it the sales? Is it all of those things uh, and everything in between? Like we've encountered all of those situations. But that is our step one right there is a full on evaluation yeah. to get to the truth of it. And that, I think, is one of the things really that sets what Maynard Leadership does apart. There's some companies that say, here's our structure, here's our curriculum, and that's great. Yeah. But this is one where you're kind of peeking behind the curtain of the organization and saying, we found one, two, three, four things. Mm -hmm. Which which do you want to focus on? Yeah. And that's where we we were. And they decide. Because at the end of six months or a year, the last thing in the world that we want is... For them to say, well, you told me to do this. It's like, no, 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 that was your decision. Yeah. You know, so our process and our system it has the framework, but it's fully customizable because, you know, we believe that you don't get to define your leadership, the people you lead do, whether that be your organization, your team, your sales, all of that in between. Like, you don't define your leadership, the people that you lead do, the people on your team do. So that our, um, our systems and our processes have to be customizable to that. Right. And also, I mean, I was the I was the kid in high school football with my initials on the back of my cleats. Right. So customization, that VIP mindset, like yeah. that's I mean, that's what we're all about here at Mainly Ship, right? Nice. Like we got the nice watches. I don't have mine on today. Right. Jeremy's a watch guy. Like that's that's our mentality. That's how we like to treat our clients. Um, and so the best way to serve them is to get down to the truth of it. Um, but yeah. So that's a little bit about you. Um I came on um, a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and just really saw the heart uh, because unlike yourself, um, I moved a ton of times when I was young uh, for mo- a good part of my life, single mom, yep. I'm big mama's boy. She raised me and uh, she's, she's phenomenal. But along the way, around 11 years old, um, she remarried. Uh, gained a stepdad through the process, and it was solid. But a lot of the things um, we learned through trial and error, we learned mm-hmm. through survival. 
we learned through grit, just falling on our face. And ultimately, I adapted that in every single sport slash job I ever had, right? Yeah. And, and it was one of those things where the, there's truth in cliches, but you, you, you win or you learn, mm-hmm. right? And through just falling on my face so many times, getting back up and saying, there's got to be a way. It's got to be yeah. a way, right? <laughs> yep. Um, ultimately, having kids really changed the trajectory of what do I want to leave, right? And when you hit legacy and you really hit the, the nail on the head there, it's like, man, what, what do the clients want to be known for? What do I want to show my kids that they can do and that they can have and that they can achieve that, man, growing up, I didn't. Yeah. I still had to learn yeah. a good amount of that. And along the way, that's really where, um, you know, God showed me like in every single person and guys, whether it's the, you know, you're the universe, however you believe we're created for greatness inside of every one of us has something special, has greatness. And man, I see so many people living these lives of quiet desperation. Mm Mm-hmm that they don't know what that greatness is. Yeah. They don't believe that there is. Why yeah. am I here? There's no point. And so it's like, okay, when we talk about our why, understanding what we're doing here, mm-hmm. for me personally, that is, even if it's a small portion, even if it's just a little bit to pull that greatness out of somebody and say, hey, this is here. Now, how do we develop that? Yeah. And once that's caught, it's not just taught, it's caught. How do we bring that about? Mm-hmm. Then they're going to see that. And ultimately what we've found when we have helped build and showcase leaders is they want to build leaders and they want to develop leaders. Yeah. Like a wet wood, dry wood type of a concept. Mm-hmm. There's a flame, the wet wood dries up, and then they start to build leaders. Yeah. And so it's it's been a fun ride, man, along the way. And it's yeah. it's exciting for us because we do look at the people we do look at how can we serve you guys um, in the marketplace, in business, and in any way possible. That's really what our heart's going to be. So I got a question for you. Yeah. To kind of wrap this up, and I think, we've probably, I think we probably have our title for this first episode, like the why behind it. Okay. Basically. So my question to kind of wrap this up, you know, and we'll dive into your stuff uh, probably in the next episode. Um, what about that story that you just told? Like why did you, why did you want to join? Why, why did you, what did you see or hear or feel or catch or anything like that that said, you know what, I, I need to, I, I need to be a part of this? Yeah. Good question. Um, I would say that just for a, the record, I don't know if I've actually ever asked him this. Yeah. I'd, <laughs> I'd say it'd probably be a couple things. Uh, the biggest thing would be seeing your passion. That's not faked. Mm. Like your heart towards people whether you have the answer or not, and you're going to find it because you're a very results-oriented guy. <laughs> the second thing, it's not just passion. It's not just, oh, I just love people and I'm going to get there. It is the focus on results. Like You're not going to leave somebody in the position that they're in just because you sold them a curriculum or they bought a course or whatever. Like You're in that to get them to bring the results. And so you know, one of our, our taglines is challenge the mindset focus the action. Yeah. Again, a lot of great books, we read them. A lot of great courses, we've bought them. But we make sure that we train 
and then we workshop yeah. until you can see that, okay, I've got it. They get it right. Yeah. And so to me, it was both of that. It was the passion. We were very like-minded mm-hmm. and man, we want to, we want to build people. We want to do this on such a level that we can leave an impact. And even though they're doing the work, if we're a part of this much of their growth, and that's worth it. Yeah. And then getting the results. Yeah. I have to I have to lay my head down at night mm-hmm. and look back and say, man, that made a difference. Yeah. Not I made some money. Got to know the score of the game. Correct. Got to know the score of the game. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think if there's anything, hey, understand your why. For you, for your for your leadership, for everyone on your team, for your company. Yeah. I mean, like you gotta know the why behind it. Like and you gotta breathe it. Like you can feel it in our voices, you can see it in our faces. Uh I mean, like yeah. this we would don't tell anyone, but we would do this for free. Right? Uh, and and that's why we do it every day, all day. That's why we eat, sleep, drink it. That's why we talk about it with our families or friends, yeah. our clients. Like it's, it's always on our mind, right? You are always on our mind. So, I, you know, f- figure out your why. Figure out your why. Figure out your purpose. If you haven't figured out why you're born yet, man, dive into that. You know, get a hold of us so that we can help with that because, man, that is an awesome time when you do. Uh, you know, thanks, everyone, for, for joining today. Uh, we're super excited about throwing value to you guys and serving you in, in any way we can and help you overcome some of these leadership obstacles. You know, and, hey, you know, if you want more, more of this, you know, uh, like, subscribe, share, all those good things, press the button. Uh, I think at this point in 2022, they just know, press the button. They just know. We'll um, post all the links. If yeah, it'll, find us it'll on be the show everywhere. Notes. And, you know, and hey, go, you know, go, go get our, uh, our free course. We got a four day leadership challenge. Um, you know, throw your email in there. The video will get delivered to you every day for four days. I'll give you some action items. It'll challenge your mindset. It'll focus your action. Yeah. Um, you know, and that'll get you moving like right now today. If you're wanting to like, hey, that's great, but what do I go do? Hey, go join that four day leadership challenge and we'll get you off on the right foot. Yeah. And, you know, we may post some blooper reels. This is episode one. Um, so when That's you, a for sure. When you comment on this, just think, guys, in a month, five months, we have, you know, a number of these. Let's look at episode 100 and we can look back at episode one. Yeah. So Maybe that'll appreci- be episode in itself. <laughs> that'll be great. We appreciate awesome. you guys joining. Uh, thanks for your time. Hey, have a powerful day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mano Leadership Show. We hope you're feeling equipped and empowered. Please be sure to subscribe so that we can join you again. And if you appreciate the show, please jump over to iTunes and shoot us some stars and a review. If you're looking to grow your business through leadership, then go get our free four-day leadership challenge at www.mainerleadership.com. Have a powerful day.